0: They score! They score! Welcome to God's Playbook with your host, Father Rico Passero. It's a 20, 10, 5, touchdown! Touchdown! Let's play ball. Friends, welcome back to the Living Water mini series here, part two. In chapter four of St. John's Gospel, yesterday we heard of the woman at the well, and this is the second half of the story. Yesterday, verses 4 through 26, and today, 27 through 42. After the encounter with Jesus, she's transformed. So let's listen about that transformation. We hear in the scripture, at that moment, his disciples returned and were amazed that he was talking with a woman, but still no one said, what are you looking for? Or why are you talking with her? The woman left her water jar and went into the town and said to the people, come, See a man who told me everything I have done. Could he possibly be the Messiah? They went out of the town and came to him. Meanwhile, the disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat of which you do not know. So the disciples said to one another, Could someone have brought him something to eat? Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of the one who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say in four months the harvest will be here? I tell you, look up and see the fields ripe for the harvest. The reaper is already receiving his payment and gathering crops for eternal life, so that the sower and reaper can rejoice together. For here the saying is verified that one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap what you have now worked for, others have done the work and you are sharing the fruits of their work. Many of the Samaritans of that town began to believe in him because of the word of the woman who testified. He told me everything I have done. When the Samaritans came to him, they invited him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. Many more began to believe in him because of his word, and they said to the woman, We no longer believe because of your word, for we have heard for ourselves And we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, this second half of the passage of the woman at the well first involves the disciples and then the reaction of the Samaritan people. The disciples are looking after the temporal or the day-to-day needs of Jesus. They want to make sure he's fed, They've been away from him. They want to check in on the Messiah, make sure he's doing okay. For Jesus, it's always big picture. For Jesus, it's always something much greater than what the disciples are focused on. And that's how we should be as Catholics too, always thinking big picture. It's not about the argument with that person. What would Jesus do in the situation? It's not about being right. It's about doing what's right. It's not about having the last word, but it is about reconciliation. It's not about making life harder for people because I had a tough life. Rather, it's living each day with kindness and love. These are just some examples, friends, that Jesus' teachings draw us into a deeper understanding of how we are to live, the big picture stuff that I've been referring to. For the apostles, they are so caught up in the now that sometimes they fail to realize Jesus' big vision, his big picture mentality. And so when he's talking about the sowing and the reaping, this is showing that that foundation of faith that's been set in the woman and so many others is being watered by God and where we see real growth, opportunity, maturity, etc. And please, God, we see this in ourselves and the people around us. Have I grown spiritually since January? Am I a stronger, more faithful Catholic and friend of Jesus this year than I was two years ago? Am I finding it easier to live according to the commandments of God Are my confession lists of sins getting shorter or longer? Do I hear the word of God more clear in my mind? Do I encounter him more easily in my day-to-day activities? The list goes on and on how we can measure in a very tangible way whether we are growing spiritually or perhaps not. For Jesus, he's trying to open the minds of the apostles and us too, to realize what the Samaritan woman had encountered. What a beautiful opportunity for each of us to grow. An encounter with Jesus can be life-changing, transformative, and beautiful, but we need to not only acknowledge it, participate in it, and accept it, The woman is the first evangelist that goes out and tells others, look at this man, believe in him who told me everything that I have done. She's amazed by Jesus's ability to know, to lead, to teach, to guide, and to look within her soul. This encounter with Jesus is an encounter that she hasn't had with anyone else. He must mean what he said. This is amazing. So for us, friends, we must think in similar ways. After an encounter with Jesus, are we transformed too? When we come to faith, are we as excited to share it with others? Speaking from our own life experience, rather than necessarily standing at the street corner preaching a gospel message in some way. This is what God has done for me. This is my relationship with Jesus. I know I need his help to get through XYZ. I know I can celebrate true joy with him because God's happy with me in this situation. We're speaking from a lived experience. As the Samaritan people come to know Jesus, of course they wanted him to stay around. Wouldn't we want God to stay around us, too, if we see the blessings? The reality is coming off of Canadian Thanksgiving this past weekend. There are full of blessings in our life, but sometimes it's easy to lose sight of them, to forget them. And yet Jesus wants us to be reminded of them. For each are a sign of God's love for us, whether it's a small act of God's love in our lives or perhaps a significant large one. Each of us are so blessed, blessed by a God who loves us beyond our understanding, who calls us not to just experience himself for us, but that we can go and tell others of the greatness of our God too. True evangelization, sharing the good news with others. The woman at the well did this. The apostles did this. Please, God, you and I are doing this. Let's take some time today, friends, to realize these transformations in self. Let's look for ways to continue to water the crops of others, allowing them to come to know God in different ways. And let's also not get discouraged when we don't see the fruits, trusting that it's actually up to God to make these crops grow to enhance faith in others. And sometimes we're going to see the results and sometimes we're not. It's not actually meant for us, is it? But indeed, it is meant to glorify God and to enhance others' lives. Let's think of some tangible ways, friends, in which we can continue to water those crops so that a rich harvest as labors in the vineyard, you and I, are called to be God's workers that he may find us working to the best of our ability to build up his kingdom and to build up each other. Living water. Are you willing to drink? For God's Playbook, I'm Father Rico. God loves you and so do I. If you like what you hear, please consider supporting us using any of our affiliate links in the description below via BudSprout. Ko-Fi, or GoFundMe. Thanks, and God bless.